0: Welcome listeners
1: you have tuned in to now or never the choice is yours and I appreciate you taking the choice and being with us now in the present today's show beauty and hope born on the wings of tragedy there are times when our hopeful expectations come crashing down around us and our new world comes to us through hardship and tragedy instead of joy and ease today's guests. Are Jeff Olson and Jose Hernandez. Both of them have had near-death experiences. The agonizing road of recovery and the long process of healing from their tragic circumstances has created something unexpected and beautiful in both of them. Listeners, I want to introduce to you, Jeff, how are you today?
2: I'm doing well, Karen. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. Jose, how are you doing?
3: Doing great, uh, and thank you for having me. I think it's just one of those beautiful moments in life when yes. we get to share.
1: And sharing, this is what this whole program is about sharing, being authentic, being raw, letting our listeners understand who we are as individuals. And each of us have had our own experiences in life. Listeners, as we begin each show, you know what I like to do. It's time to ground ourselves and taking the deep breath. So I invite my guests to join with me. Closing your eyes and taking a deep breath in and blow out. Another deep breath in. and Blow out. And now bring your hands up around your shoulders, giving yourself a big hug. Breathing in and exhaling. I invite you to repeat, I am worthy of my love, three times. I am worthy of my love. I am am worthy worthy of my love. love. I am worthy of of my love. love. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Now tapping three times on your chest. Accept, accept, accept.
2: Accept, accept, accept.
1: Another deep breath in. And exhale. Listeners, I invite you to lean in with our guests today. We have two uh, tremendously um, inspirational men with us today. And as we move forward in the program, I always enjoy doing my affirmations because that gives us something to think about for the rest of the week that we can read, put on our mirrors, put on sticky notes. And today, as I was shuffling through my deck of cards, I had two of them pop out. And before the show, I was telling um, Jose and Jeff that I have never had two cards pop out in a show. And always leaning in with my heart, going with what the universe, a higher power, God has to do. This is what we're doing today. So, listeners, you get two affirmations, two treats. <laughs> so here we go. The first one says, I am a miracle. I am a miracle. I am a miracle. So Jeff, when I read that, what what was the first thing that came to your mind? I am a miracle
2: wow you know we're all a miracle but but personally i i am a miracle not not because of the near-death experience or the survival of all that i mean gosh each and every person is a miracle because they've come into this big white universe you know this vastness in their own unique beautiful way carrying a tone or a vibration that only they can carry (laughs) And when we see that in each other, it's a miracle. The beautiful thing for me, however, with that card, and thank you, Karen, is the trick is seeing it in yourself, to look in the mirror and say, wow, I am my contribution to this big, wide universe, and I can be the best contribution I know how to be.
1: I appreciate those words. Jose, what was the first thing that came to you? Wow,
3: that was beautiful, Jack. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think about this a lot. I think it's, it's really important that we understand how important we really are.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I, I look at it and, and, and sometimes I wonder what it took creation to make this place, whatever billions of years that was, so that we could be here. It made this paradise for us. It made us and then it, it just gave it all to us. And, uh, yeah, I think of mother earth and things like that and how much she gives Mm -hmm. and, uh, just that deep breath we were taking before with you, how important that is and and how a miracle that is, that we're actually able to do that with so much ease. And I don't know, I, I, I think it just, you know, I think we take life for granted. We take so many things for granted. And I think that we can do so many beautiful things and we do them. And I think that that's, uh, you know, what Jeff said, when you look in that mirror, you got to realize no matter what you see, it's beautiful. And what you see is special and what you see is important and what you see has value.
1: I appreciate that. And it's so true. We are individuals. We are miracles. Okay, so the next card I'm going to read says, I am loved. I am loved. I am a miracle and I am loved. Does that not go hand in hand? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: And I'm sure each of you feel that love for yourself both of you, when you're speaking about the miracle, I could feel that you know where each miracles and that love is very important jose when i when I read that card, I am loved.
3: How did you feel? You know, I think it's a very important to the first person that has to love you is you yes and uh Incredibly enough, I learned that in my experience of death when I met my father and uh, I was able to gain forgiveness. And the forgiveness was not that I was forgiven, is that I forgave myself. And uh, that allowed me to love who I am and appreciate every aspect of, of who I am and, and, and what I am. And that in turn allows me to share my love and then be loved. And that's what life is about. Is there's only one reason to live, and that's to love.
1: That, um, I appreciate your words. The, that saying the, the best form of self-repentance, no, the best, let me think here. The best, the best form of repentance is self-acceptance. So the forgiveness, the repenting, the letting go is accepting who you are for what you are, just like God does. So, Jeff, how did you feel when I, when I read I Am Loved?
2: Well, I felt giddy simply because <laughs> what, what, a, what an honor to be with you, Karen, and with Jose. This is why I love being in Jose's energy. Jose and I know each other. Karen, I'm just meeting you. But, but I feel loved to be a part of this. You know, what an honor to be in this conversation. And, and it's interesting when you held up the card that what I first read, I didn't, I didn't read the D. I read I Am Loved. And then I said, "Oh, I am loved," and I thought, "Oh, it is—it is a—a—a is a, a, a giving and receiving. It is a—a a circular mm-hmm. energy, and and love is such a loaded word, you know. I mean, we have these words, but boy, the—the the meaning behind it, you know. I mean, I can, I can love breakfast, or I can love a sunset, or I can love my child, and, and it's all different forms of the word. Mm-hmm. But I am loved, and I am love. Um, gosh." Don't we want that in the world today? Couldn't we use a little more love, a little more self-love, a little more compassion, a little more connection? And, uh, wow, thanks again. What, what, a great, yes. what a great little deck. I, I'm going to have to get that deck. But, yes, if, if we could live our lives with I am loved and I am a miracle and take on every day that way, uh, that could change the world, quite honestly.
1: Well, We're listeners, back. you have those two great affirmations. I am a miracle and I am loved. So write those down. They're very simple. And to me, that's what life is about, is a simplicity. And sometimes we try to make it too complicated. And life's too short not to be a miracle and to be loved and loving ourselves. Listeners, I want to introduce our first guest today. Jeff um, Jeff Olson. As a best-selling author who inspires audiences internationally with his intriguing story of perseverance and inner strength. After a horrific automobile accident, took the lives of his wife and youngest son, also inflicting multiple life-threatening injuries to Jeff, including the amputation of his left leg. He found the courage to survive over 18 surgeries, and eventually heal, both physically and emotionally. At the time of his accident, Jeff had incredible out-of-body and near-death experiences, bringing him insights not common in today's world. Jeff appears on many national and international television and radio programs, sharing what he has learned and how death perhaps gives far more meaning to everyday life. Among Jeff's many accomplishments, his most fulfilled is simply being a husband, a father, and a friend. So, Jeff, thank you for being with us on the show today. This is oh, just a you. privilege and honor, and I just feel loved. What can I say?
2: <laughs> well, you should. You should feel loved, and and thank you for that introduction. While well, it makes me sound important, and I'm I'm I, I I don't know that I'm important, but I am loved. So. Okay. No,
1: you are you are very loved. There's a part of the introduction that I left out because I wanted to ask you personally. So you've written many books and the last book you wrote was the book called Knowing. Yes. So what is that that book about?
2: So Knowing is actually a compilation. It's a, it's a compilation of the first two books. I've written three books. Okay. But Knowing is the definitive um experience from gosh you know it's a bit biographical and then it's the near-death experience it's the grief it's the loss and then it's the uh, the reawakening if you will you know through the near-death experience and yet through the life experience of recreating a life actually falling in love again and remarrying adopting two boys and yet all the little things that are the big things that happen in each and every of our lives every day, but the insights that, that I've gained through that. However, it all kind of seems to circle around this out-of-body or near-death experience, which was so profound, it changed me
1: forever. So you mentioned your near-death experience, and I want to, if you would mind being as much as you want to share, and I know you share a lot and you're open with the listeners about, about what happened in, your, in the near-death experience.
2: Yeah. Well, it was, it was caused by an automobile accident. We were on a family vacation. I was driving. The cruise control was set at 75. We were heading northbound on the interstate down in southern Utah. I lost control of the car. Um, I, I believe I may have dozed off just a little bit, which is the hardest part of the story to tell. There was so much guilt around all of that. But I lost control. The car rolled and um, my wife and my youngest son were killed instantly in the accident. Both my legs were crushed. My back was broken. My rib cage was damaged. My lungs were collapsing. Mm-hmm. My right arm had almost been pulled off. And then the seatbelt had cut through me and ruptured all my intestines. I was in a really bad way. At that point, as you say, what happened? And I'll, I'll, I'll be as brief as I can in that most dark moment of my life, I knew half the family was gone. I was aware of that at the accident. I had a hysterical seven-year-old in the back seat that I could not get to. I was pinned and could not move. It felt as if light came. Suddenly the pain was gone. Suddenly I could breathe. It felt as if I was rising above the accident scene. And I was somewhat confused, thinking, how can I be okay? And yet in this light, if you will, my wife, who I knew was gone at the scene, she came to me and she was gorgeous. She was beautiful. She was radiant. She wasn't like she was at the scene of the accident. And we had a conversation about me coming back. She basically was emphatic. She's like, Jeff, you've got to go back. You've got to go back. And I learned a lot about choice in that moment because here I was looking at the woman I loved more than life but I knew I had a seven-year-old in the back seat of that car that from all I could tell was okay or was going to be okay. And I made the choice to come back. But in, in coming back, and, and I, I was unaware, you know, people arrived at the scene. They had to extricate me from the car. I was life-flighted to the nearest level one trauma center. I was unaware of any of that. All I knew is I'd crashed the car. I'd said the most profound goodbye I'll ever say. And then I found myself wandering through the hospital seeing the doctors the patients the nurses the families of the patients i was super aware of everything but boy i was seeing them in such a different way i was experiencing what i call the oneness the connectedness of humanity and uh, was experiencing such love until i came to my own body which was a wreck and i knew i was to get back in and and I did, but that started the, you know, a five and a half month hospital stint from ICU to surgical recovery back to ICU. And and as you said, 18 surgeries. Um, but that was the beginning. And I don't think that door's ever shut. There was many, many other profound things that happened during that time and continued into the years after.
1: So during that time as Jeff is gal, as Jeff is telling me at the story, I'm like getting emotional. Um, and you know, there's many of us who have experienced life-threatening situations. But Jeff, you 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 said choice. You had the choice. Yeah. And um, your choice that you made to me was very courageous, and I appreciate that. Um. Woosh, listeners, hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I didn't mean to do that, Karen. It, it, it's, it's, I, I must point out, it's been 24 years. I couldn't even speak of this for a decade. I would just cry. I, I couldn't even say their names. It, it, it was not, this isn't regular over, you know, no, I know conversation. Yes. I, I've, I've managed to come to a point where I can tell the story and remain composed. But I, I must say there was so much love. When I talk about this connection, when I talk about Tamara saying, you got to go back. I mean, you know, I'll get emotional now. Wow. You know, and yet choice is everything. I've come to the conclusion there's one cosmic rule, and that's we have free will. We get to choose. And the universe supports our choices. And there's been times I've thought, gosh, should have I just stayed? Should have I just stayed and said, no, dear, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm staying with you. Mm-hmm. But it was it was her love for for our child for her for her saying we can't leave that little boy orphaned. You've got to go back.
1: Yes. Um, it was- and I I love that Jeff. Listeners, we'll be right back with Jeff Olson and Jose Hernandez. Stay tuned.
4: motivate change succeed
0: everyone knows a realtor a seasoned realtor Karen Wright has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. The book, Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul, page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or or look for the book on Amazon.com.
4: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright.
1: Listeners, welcome back. We have been speaking with Jeff Olson, and he just shared with us his um, near-death experience with losing his wife, losing his son. It happened 24 years ago, and um, I sat here and felt everything that he went through, and Not everything, but I felt him. And listeners, I just want to share with you that during the break, we're talking about how important that it's okay as men and women to feel. That's what our souls are made of. We're here to feel, to experience life through our feelings and why and having that connection with people. And I think nowadays, connection since COVID and everything has kind of distanced us, connection is so vital in today's life. And we're all in this together. This whole world has just been connected through COVID. And I looked at at that as a beauty that we all experienced it together. And to me, that is a miracle. And although we've lost people and the, the horrificness of it all, there has been some good out of it. And I'm hoping as we move forward in 21 that we can feel each other and have that empathy and compassionate for one another because that's what's making this world going around. That energy is beautiful, and I'm so excited for it. Jeff, I want to ask you a couple other questions before we get to Jose here. Um, so you went through your your near-death experience. You went through your 18 op- your surgeries. And then as you started looking, okay, the world you once knew – was gone just like that, and you step into this new world. What was one of I know there's many, many things that emotionally and physically that you had to come over? Um, if you could share, like, one of the, the greatest accomplishment accomplishments that you were able to achieve or succeed, either emotionally or physical. What would that have been? And I know there's probably thousands of them, but, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot because this wasn't part of it, but I'm just kind of leaning in here with how I feel right now. And I hope you're okay with that.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. And thank you for what you said. I mean, we are connected. You know, this whole COVID thing has taught us how much we rely on each other and our experiences are vastly different, but our emotions are universal. I don't care what race, what religion, where you come from, as a human being, and we're actually far more than human, but as we're being human here, mm-hmm. um, our emotions are what is universal. I can, I, I know what fear feels like. I know what love feels like. And, and this is what you're bringing to light. Boy, the big things physically. I mean, I was in a wheelchair for a while. I had a colostomy bag because of the you know, intestinal injuries. Um, So all transparency, going to the bathroom for real, Mm -hmm. that's a big deal. I love that. (laughs) To to, to be able to do that was cool. Yes. I remember remember taking my first steps and walking. And uh, when they fit me with a prosthetic limb and they were Mm -hmm. teaching me how to walk it and they had rails set up and I'm very close to my brothers. Um, I wanted to show my younger brother that I can walk. You know, I, I mean, I did, we, we, we had been Division One athletes together. We had played football and we were athletic and he was only a year younger than me. And so we had, you know, been roommates in college and the whole bit. But I, I'll never forget the time I stood up on my prosthetic limb and I took steps toward him to embrace him. Mm. And the funny thing is, is I was about three steps in and I wasn't really used to it yet. And I was trying to be the big man and not use a walker or a cane up front. And I fell right on my face. <laughs> I right on my face in front of him. And of course, you know, he, he, he picked me up. He's a big, strong guy. And, and I said, oh, I fell down, you know, and we were kind of laughing. But it did kind of hurt. I mean, I just wasn't used to all that. And, and he said something to me. When I said, oh, I fell down, little brother. He said, yeah, but you know what? He said, you got back up. And, and that was a profound little moment that became a, a mantra. I think emotionally, the emotional healing took a decade. Um, it took a decade and and probably one of the biggest breakthroughs and this is in the book. Like I said, the door never closed for me spiritually. I still had this communication. I mean, I've got two of the greatest angels in the world in in my wife and my youngest son who passed on, but they, they didn't die. They're alive and well in another realm. And they look after me. But I remember a time when I was really hurting, doubting wondering about life, wondering if I even wanted to continue (laughs) this way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a profound experience where I encountered myself as a three-year-old child um, when my mother and father were divorcing. And and it was a really bizarre, almost out-of-body experience, but I I held myself as that beautiful, perfect little child, kind of like the little one that I had passed in the accident. And I realized, wow, you know what? All these things that happened, <laughs> they just are things that happened. In the end, I am divine. I'm perfect. I am a miracle. I am loved. And that was the emotional breakthrough to finally forgive myself of the accident and anything that had gone on with the ability to, to move forward and take another step emotionally, realizing, yep, I'm going to fall down, but let's brush ourselves off every time and get back up.
1: And that's that word again, choice. The choice was yours to get back up. And you understand you're not alone. You knew that. You felt their strength and their power. And I love what you said is that they're in a different realm. And I believe that, that our spirits continue to live and grow. And we have so much support on the other side that sometimes you look at life going, there's no way I could have done this by myself. With the power of the universe, God, Mother, Christ, and the, I call my angelic team. i got a team. I need a team. There's like, I need all the help I can get, you guys. This is like crazy out here, <laughs> you know, but here we are. So, I appreciate that. I want to introduce Jose. Jose has been sitting so calmly. <laughs> I love want to you, Jose. Get him. I, I, I want to Jose. get him in this picture. You're He's, if you're on the Facebook, Live, both Yeah. If you are on Facebook Live, I want you to look at Jose's picture behind him, and we're going to talk about his um, moving from his electric engineering into his art. But he has—he um, was the artist on that picture. And when I looked at it, it's—it's it's just a beautiful. I'm going to have him explain it to everyone. Um, but let me read a little bit. Introduce Jose to everyone. Um, Jose Hernandez was an electrical engineer for most of his life, but no background or pedigree in art. After a near-death experience in January 2000 and the long, difficult physical recovery, his life path changed dramatically. In 2004, Jose began creating an art as meditative tool. Jose has continued To move forward with his art and today he's going to share a little bit about that and what he's doing with it i'm going to let him explain it because his words will penetrate your soul and the passion that he has is is amazing and i love it um jose continues to to work and to draw and to touch thousands of people's lives with what he's doing he's has a beautiful wife and a daughter and right now, he's living up in British British Columbia, correct? And that's where you're joining us today. So welcome, Jose, for being with us.
3: Well, thank you, Karen. I, I, it's a pleasure to be here and an honor to listen to that beautiful, breathtaking story, Jeff. Uh, it touches the heart.
1: Yes. So I knew this this show would be very um, powerful with the experiences of life-death experiences. And I, I do that for my listeners to help us stay grounded and to realize that the breath of life is very important. And that's a miracle. And we talked about that with our affirmation. Jose, you also experience a life-death ex- time. Can you share with us, the listeners, your story of what happened to you?
3: Yes, uh, I can. Uh, Well, uh, I was running some electrical lines one day up on a bucket truck. Got involved in a minor accident, nothing dramatic, no electrocution, anything exotic like that. Uh, And I broke a bunch of ribs. They gave me a medication. I had an allergic reaction. And uh, my lungs uh, failed. I wound up in an emergency room and uh, struggling to survive, of course, Uh, went through a lot of emotional experience. I think the most dramatic experience for me was the experience of everything that I believed, everything that I was very math-based, very science-based, everything that I believed just completely was destroyed and shattered. And what I didn't believe in, life after death, uh, God, creator, all of a sudden, I was right in the forefront, and that became the the drive. And it it, it I, I eventually I suffocated in a hospital bed, and my heart stopped, and I was clinically dead for five minutes. And uh, they revived me. I had an experience where I met my father on the other side, and uh, me and my dad had a very difficult relationship because he was. Uh, abusive. And he drank a lot. And uh, when I was young, I decided that I was going to be my mother's kind of like pillar. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had a lot of issues. And my father died five years before my experience of uh, cancer. And I had to disconnect them off of life support. So I struggle with a lot of guilt. I mean, I didn't kill him. I know that. But mm-hmm. when you do that, you feel some responsibility. And uh, and because we had such a hard, difficult relationship, we never talked. So I got long hair. He's half First Nation, but he really moved away from that. And, uh, you know, uh, men don't hug. Men don't do these things. He was like this real tough guy in the South Bronx. And that's how he wanted me to grow up. And that's how I grew up. In fact, when I was dying, there was this moment that I wanted somebody to hold my hand. And I decided, talk about choice. This is a bad choice to say, no, I'm a guy. My father's going to turn in his grave. I can't reach out and touch anybody's hand. I couldn't speak, but so it just shows you how what we learn in this life is so important. Now, how could something so amazingly needful for me to have somebody touch my hand to give me comfort be overwhelmed by, no, I'm a guy. I got to tough this out. And uh, even in death. So anyway, I, I have this experience where I cross over to the other side. I have this beautiful experience with color. Uh, I was actually getting a blueprint of how to paint and uh, ultimately meet my dad. And uh, still makes me emotional, it's 20 years. But I met my father and for the first time, I thought my father didn't care about me. I thought he didn't love me. I thought I, thought I was worthless in his eyes. And I realized, because we had this moment where we embraced and when we embraced, I became my dad and I could feel everything he felt. And I knew he loved me and he cared. He just never said it, nor did I. I was just as guilty. And this is where I mentioned forgiveness before. This is where that forgiveness came. It's Not that I forgave him and he forgave me. It's that I forgave myself. So you let go of the guilt and the shame and how you feel about yourself. I think often we're our own worst enemy. We, make, we minimize ourselves so much. We look ourselves in the mirror. We're never happy with what we see. And anyway, when I let go of him, the change was instant. It was right there. Mm-hmm. He uh, told me that I had to come back. I told him, no way. I don't want to come back, even though I had children and everything here. But he said, I'm gonna make a deal with you. And uh, we made a deal. The deal was, when I die again, he'll come and get me. Somebody always comes for you. We never move along. And uh, so I said, well, that sounds like a great deal. I came back, wound up in hospital for three months, intubated for six weeks in uh, prognosis that I would live for a year and a half after I left the hospital. Uh, couldn't walk. Couldn't do anything. Lost 30 pounds and uh, you start life over. But that forgiveness, that willingness to say, you know what? I am special. I am, I am loved. And I am a miracle. Like those two affirmations
2: mm-hmm.
3: were the driving factors. They are what motivates you and mm-hmm. keeps you going. And then all the love that you have here that we never seem to even pay attention to half of the time. You know, my grandkids, my kids, the people that love me, so many people. And we just even take them for granted. And it's almost like we expect that. Yes. And and then the, the idea is, what do I give back now? And that's how we came back. That's When I came back, it was, what do I give back? And that's where the art came from and everything else came from there. It's just about wanting to give back.
1: I appreciate that. And I, you, your story is so powerful. And I love the fact that you, you became aware of what you needed to do to be able to forgive yourself. To be able to move forward, to let go of that guilt and fear. Listeners, as we move into break, I want you to think about being able to forgive yourselves, remembering that you are a miracle and that you are loved. And we'll be right back to speak more with Jose and Jeff after this break.
4: us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
0: the book now or never shine baby shine is authored by number one international best-selling author karen wright Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit ShineNowOrNever.com or or look for the book on Amazon.com. everyone knows a realtor a seasoned realtor karen wright has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market whether you are a first-time homeowner downsizing or divorced karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients a hands-on realtor karen has been known to paint rooms box up toys bring food to her exhausted clients and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process she reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit
4: yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again Mm -hmm. is Karen Wright. Welcome back,
1: listeners. We've had the privilege of speaking with Jose Hernandez and Jeff Olson, we just before break, we're talking to Jose and he was sharing with us his near death experience also and his reunion with his father and his witness and his forgiveness that Je- that Jose made with his father, but also with himself, allowing himself to let go of the guilt, let go of the fear, let go of that anger that he had. And that is the true forgiveness is you do forgiveness for yourself to heal you. And I appreciate you sharing that, Jose, with the listeners. Um, I want to speak a little bit, Jose, about you went through this life experience, near-death experience, and you woke up and kind of changed your life to where something new kind of overtook your world. And it had to do with colors. You, You talked about how you saw colors. And when I meditate, I see colors all the time. And I just, when you say colors, I just, I love colors. You walk in my house and I have these paintings of bright colors all over and I just, it speaks to me. And so when we talked earlier, you you said, you know, you got into art and what you're doing with your art. Please share with the listeners that powerful, um, what colors have to do and and with the healing and what you're doing with the hospitals and everything that you're doing and moving forward with your life is beautiful to me.
3: Well, thank you, Karen. Well, I'll share a little bit about the colors. So I, I never painted in my life. Uh, when when I died and I crossed, the first thing I went through was through uh, amazing moving, living colors. Uh, and while I was immersed in these colors, I, I had an experience of, or I was being told how to paint. How are you going to do this? And how are you going to bring this living color back? And uh, Ultimately, I came back. I thought I was crazy, of course. Uh, but I started to paint about 2003, and, and, and the blueprint did work. And uh, just to start, color to me is not color. Color to me is life. It's living. It's the sun warms me. I mean, all those colors are embedded in there. Color is who I am. We all have different colors. We all color defines who we are. And then I started to look and paint them. And in the painting, the first thing I had to do was create a black. I paint on a black canvas. So that represents the universe creation. And in that blackness is everything that exists to create everything that we know and see. So the stars and everything at night. So I think of it that way. And then I paint in layers and that painting has about 200 layers. And what that represents is me, personally, everybody on the universe, in the sense that we cover ourselves up with all these layers of blankets to hide ourselves or disguise ourselves or whatever. And it also speaks to all the layers of my ancestors, my ancestral tree and everything that came before me. So when I look in that painting, I'm looking at three-dimensional planes. So if you imagine 200 paintings, one on top of each other that are kind of translucent, you're seeing through all of them and uh it speaks to the total creation where i actually came from the beginning and ultimately how i become one with everything so every painting no matter what it is takes you back to the source takes you back to the beginning and we've been really blessed because i started working with some rehab centers in south florida when i was there and uh we started using the art to help people uh, that were struggling in, in the vulnerable sector and at-risk sector, you know, addiction and things like that. And uh, we started to get what they call breakthroughs, and 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 it seemed to create a lot of trust. And uh, we went from there, working with rehab centers. I'm working with a couple of hospitals now. One is potentially Johns Hopkins, one of the biggest research hospitals in the world, to do a research, an incubator for research based on what is the frequency of color? Now we, we, you need to get more science-based. What, what you know, the, the frequency of color, how does it impact healing? How does it impact wellness? You know, uh, and, and can it cause a change? Can it create an environment where I could take less pain meds and things like that? So that's where we are with that. Uh, we started a new project. It's interesting that uh, we were talking about what we were talking about. But uh, we started a project with some structures called Beacons of Hope the people's light. And these are some structures that we're building here in in, in British Columbia. We're talking with a couple of cities in, in South Florida and in Georgia that we could do the same thing. The idea is to create an environment or intelligence structure, sculpture that communicates with people. And and uh, it takes art to the next level. I mean, it's, it makes it interactive. It makes me able to communicate in certain ways. Uh, to have a richer understanding and uh, hopefully to do exactly what we're talking about, uplifting ourselves, bringing hope back. And I know Jeff, when you were in hospital, the biggest thing that I was losing was my sense of hope. My resiliency was being hammered. And uh, after a while, you begin to believe the the, the prognosis, I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it. And you need to find that little glimmer of light to keep you moving forward. And, I find that in that art, and and I find that we use it for meditation everywhere. We put that, we're actually able to change lives in a good way, and and I gotta say, it's being an engineer was great. Being what I am now is amazing. And I love that. I love that.
1: I love Jose how you had the passion and. And realizing that you can, you know, you brought your right and left brain together and you're able for being, you know, the mechanics, the, the number guy, the, the spreadsheet guy. And all of a sudden you're like outside the lines. There's no, you're just free. I, I'm a free bird. Like, I don't want to ever be caged again. I want to fly and soar. And you do that through your art and you found that passion. And I appreciate that. That you went outside of your comfort zone. And I think a lot of times, and maybe Jeff, you, you could um, talk about this too. There's a lot of times when you go through, when, once you realize how precious life is, you look at things differently. And you walk through the world differently. And you see things. I mean, I appreciate the sunrise and the sunsets and nature so much. I find the simplicity and the beauty around me in nature. And that has been my saving grace with losing my daughter and my mom and dad and my brother and my divorce. I mean, it's just been my connection to God. The universe is outside my window. Yeah. And it's so simple. And it's very God planned, It's so structured. It's good. We it's know glorious.
2: every day. It's glorious. I mean, the earth is our mother. This is another connection Jose and I have. I mean, I love indigenous spirituality. And, and I was taught this through some of my Lakota friends and Navajo friends, you know, every morning. And 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 gosh, Jose knows this, I know this, you know this. We don't always get tomorrow. You know, you don't you don't always get, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But boy, every sunrise, and, and Karen, I—that's that, my pastime now. I watch the sunrise and I watch the sunset. But that sunrise, and there's so much symbolism. It's such a promise, you know. Look, you can count on that. If I—if—if if, if life feels chaotic, I can count on the sun, and the sun—the the sun shines its light on everyone without judgments, without comparisons, and everyone in that light thrives. And and, and for me, it's like, wow, what. What can I do with this precious gift, this beautiful gift of today? You know, I, I grew up believing, well, life's a test and God would judge me. I grew up in a conservative Christian home and yet going to the other side and having a peek into that and, and, and literally being held by God, which we didn't get a chance to go into today, but knowing that life was not a test, life is a gift, Every moment is a gift and the little things are the big things. When you said sunrises and sunsets, I, I, I got that little chill because I'm like, oh, me too. That's mm-hmm. what I do. And that's, you know, people will say to me, oh, you must have been preserved for some grand, you know, cause. I'm like, yeah, to play catch with my son, you know, or to see that next sunset or to smile at that stranger on the street because that's, those are the big deals. I yeah, agree
3: I, with I, that. I, I, I just want to share something, Karen. You said uh, love life. Yeah. And that was beautiful, Jeff, because it's so true. We we take everything for granted. Even
4: mm-hmm.
3: a little child, when they look at you with that love and that trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a magnificent thing. What a moment. But uh, loving life. You know, Jeff and I had a near-death experience. And a lot of people ask me, well, don't you want to go back? And, and I find that to be an interesting question because I... I don't, my sense is, I know I will go back. I know I will have that again. This is the magic moment. This is it. Yep. This is what it's all about. Even that breath of air that we take thousands of times in a day. How magical, how magical. Just to open our eyes and be able to see or feel warmth, feel cold. Life is so precious, so amazing. And if we just fill it with a little love, it is so giving. You know, I think of the trees. I think of, 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 of we were talking about vineyards here, the fruit. These vines give you that fruit willingly. They just give it to you. They, it's for you. It's for us. Yes. And, and they don't ask for anything back.
1: <laughs> and that's the beauty of this whole this whole place and this this universe. And I appreciate you both being today on the show. And before we close, if you have contact information that you can share with, with the listeners, I would appreciate that. How they can get a hold of you, Jeff, is there a website or something you can share with them?
2: Sure. You can find me at Envoy Publishing. Dot com Envoy is E-N-V-O-Y. It's actually French for messenger. But that's a good way to find me, and I'm, I'm on all social media. Find me on social media under my full name, which is Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-C Olsen, O-L-S-E-N.
1: Thank you. And, Jose, how can yeah. the listeners find you?
3: Yeah, you can find me at uh, josehernandezfineart.com or uh, Inner innerimmersion.com. Uh, and you can look me up on social media at Jose Hernandez, Benny immersion. Um, Perfect. Jose Hernandez, Benny immersion. What a blessing.
1: I, thank you so much. Both of what you. an honor. Remember listeners. I am a miracle and I am loved. The breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. Remember this world is not for sissies. We're here to experience our own story as we walk our personal journeys.